0: Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.
1: This story is called true astro and the curse of the wooden boy
0: uh the Wooden boy that has a movie about it
1: we'll see astro and true had been spending a lot of time together true's favorite place to go was to astro's house because she was right on the beach they were building sand castles together the sand was cool and moist it was slightly breezy and it was starting to set The s- the sun was starting to set It was turning very pretty because the water starts to sparkle when the sun goes down and the trees silhouette against the sky and look like giants as they sway back and forth. Barnaby was there, of course, too, helping. He was building a cat sandcastle. It was a little bit smaller, but it had lots of big ears and tails made out of sand. It also made the perfect little place for a napping spot. Astro's cousins were there, too. Do you remember her cousins? Not her cousins, her sisters. Who were who were Astro's sisters?
0: Oxtra and Anna. Mm-hmm. Oh, Anna's from Berlin.
1: Yeah. Oxtra and Anna were there playing, but they were getting tired. They had a lot of long day. They stood up and said, Astro, we're going to go home. We had so much fun today. Thanks for inviting us. Astro said, All right, I'll see you guys later. They said, Bye, True. Bye, Barnaby. And they trotted off down the mm-hmm. beach. Astro stood up as well, and Barnaby, and said, I had so much fun today, too, but I think I'm going to go home. Barnaby said, I'll get the yellow portal. He said some magic words, and the yellow portal opened up, but there was a problem. The yellow portal wasn't yellow. It had changed a completely different color. It was blue, with blue sparks. Its sparks zoomed all around like magic, and they were very frantic and jumpy. Barnaby said, that's not a yellow portal. That's not going to take us back home. True said, I wonder what's going on. I've never seen a portal like this. Astro said, Neither have I. This is very strange indeed. They looked down the portal, the magic swirling inside. It created a very long tunnel that went to someplace they didn't know where. True said, Hmm. We could try and make another portal and go home. Or we could go on a last-minute adventure and see where this portal goes. Barnaby said, Ah, do we really want to do that? That could be dangerous or scary. We don't know what's on the other side. True said, It could be dangerous and scary, or it could be a fun adventure. What do you think, Astro? Astro thought for a minute, looked at the swirling blue magic, and said, You know what? I think we should go. True said, Yes! And Barnaby said, oh, all right, if you two are going, I'll go with you. You're going to need someone to help you anyway. You always get into trouble. Asher said, just in case this portal's a little rough, both of you should jump on my back and hang on. That way we won't get thrown around too much. True and Barnaby, we both jumped on to the magical unicorn's back. She went <coughs> with her head, her horn started to glow, and she made a floating cloud in front of her, which she stepped onto. The cloud lifted all three of them into the air and moved towards the portal. They could feel the portal almost sucking them in like a vacuum cleaner. They had never experienced that before. It was a little scary, but they were all excited to see what was on the other side. Astro said, Here we go. Into the portal they went. Faster and faster they traveled, doing somersaults and turns, spins and loop de loops. They had never been in this kind of a portal. A y lips are where you go in
0: circles.
1: (laughs) All of a sudden, without warning, they came to an abrupt stop as they exited the portal. Onto the ground they tumbled. Astro's cloud disappeared. Astro got up. So did True, and so did Barnaby. And they looked around. It wasn't what they expected. They expected some sort of magical place with crystal mountains or purple skies. Some place where lollipops grew like trees, but this wasn't that place. Something didn't feel right. It was kind of dark. There were rocks everywhere, large cliff faces, and the ground had no trees, no grass, no brush. It was a barren place, and it was a little spooky. Astro said, I wonder where we are. Barnaby said, do you think the whole place looks like this? This is pretty drab and sad. I don't like it here. I don't like it here at all. Astro said, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a place like this before. It doesn't seem friendly at all. All of a sudden, they heard a noise. (coughs) What does that sound? Astro said, I think someone's here with us. Barnaby looked around, used his cat ninja skills to jump up in the air to see more. There was really nothing to see. Except, over by the cliff wall, there was a large stone. There was nothing special about the stone, but from behind it came something they didn't expect. Strings. About four, maybe five different strings coming from behind the rock, going up, 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 straight into the sky, and they disappeared into the clouds. They were very long strings. Barnaby said, that's strange. Why are there strings behind that rock? Did they go to the ground? Are they attached to something? I'm going to go check it out. True said, "Barnaby, be careful." Barnaby said, "Don't worry, I'm a cat ninja." Barnaby used his ninja skills, snuck up to the rock. He went, oop, leaned up against it. He slowly worked his way around it. The other two watched him as he disappeared around the round around the back of the rock. All of a sudden, with a yelp, we heard Barnaby go, Wah! The strings jerked. And all of a sudden, from out from behind the rock, jumped the figure of a boy. The boy was scared, threw his hands up in the air and went, Wah! Ran around in circles, and then went and hid behind another rock. Barnaby said, Did you guys see that? I could have sworn I just saw a boy jump, run around, and then hide behind a rock. True said, Yeah, I saw that too. Excuse me? Excuse me? Who are you? Astra said, yeah, don't be afraid. We're friends. We won't hurt you. They all walked up to the rock, but they didn't dare go behind it because they didn't want to scare the boy. The boy said, go away. Astra said, we want to help you. It's okay. We're not mean. The boy said, okay. True said, yeah, come out. The boy came out slowly from behind the rock, and immediately they noticed something different about him. The strings that went straight up into the sky, that disappeared in the clouds, came right down and attached to him. Two attached to his wrists, two attached to his legs, and one attached to the top of his head. And something else was strange as well. He didn't look like a regular boy. He looked like he was wooden. His arms and his legs had joints. His fingers had pins where the fingers would bend. His knees would bend with joints as well. And he was painted. He had black shoes, he had blue painted pants, a red painted shirt, and his hair was carved wood. Carved like it was meant to catch the wind, but there was no wind there at the time, so it was just frozen that way. His whole body was skin. He looked like he was made of some sort of pine wood or mahogany. I'm not sure, I don't really know what kinds of woods have which characteristics. But the boy looked at them with his big wooden eyes, which were blue. And he said, hello, my name is Leo. What's your name? True looked at him and said, my name is True. This is my friend Astro and my friend Barnaby. Barnaby ran right up to the little wooden boy and said, hey, hey, you said your name is Leo? That can't be right. Leo said, why? I know my own name. Barnaby said, yeah, are you sure you're not another little famous wooden boy? He said, you know other wooden boys? Barnaby said, well, no, not directly. He said, I think you're lying, and I can tell if you're going to lie. Leo said, how would you know if I'm going to lie? Barnaby said, because your nose is going to grow. Leo said, my nose isn't going to grow if I lie. Why would you think my nose is going to grow if I lie? Barnaby said, well, all right, fine, fine, fine. True walked up to the wooden boy and said, hi, Leo. What are you doing hiding behind that rock? Leo said, I was hiding from you when I heard the noise. I thought you were a clipper. True said, what's a clipper? It's like an animal. It's kind of like a bird, it can fly. But instead of a beak, it has almost like a saw or scissors on the end that are very, very sharp. They live in that canyon over there. And if I get too close, they'll fly out and they'll cut my strings. Barnaby said, what's with your strings? I'm confused. Why do they go up into the sky? Leo said, well, I'm a puppet. Barnaby said, a puppet? You mean like you're controlled by your strings? Leo said, I'm not controlled by my strings, but my strings let me move. Where do your strings go, said True. He said, they go up. Astro said, how far do they go up? And he said, all the way up, I guess. Barnaby said, well, what makes them stay up? Leo said, the puppet master makes them stay up. Barnaby was confused at this point, so he didn't want to ask any more questions. The rest were feeling the same way. Astro said, why are you trying to get to the canyon? Why do those birds want to clip your strings? Leo said, my whole family is on the other side of that canyon. We had to leave our home when the great fire came. On the other side of that canyon is a place where we can live and start over and be safe. We were traveling through the canyon when we were attacked. The clippers didn't come out at first, but as most of us were through the canyon, they came out and started to attack the other puppets. I was here at the very end of the group, so I didn't even make it into the canyon, and those that got caught in the canyon didn't make it either. But most of my family's on the other side, and I need to get to them, but I don't know how. They can't get to me because of the clippers, and I can't get to them because of the clippers. Astro said, Oh, that's so sad. Maybe we can help you get past the clippers and get back to your mom and your dad. Leo said, would you help me? Can you help me? That would be great. Barnaby said, wait, I don't understand. Why do the clippers attack you anyway? Why why, why don't they just leave you alone? I mean, you're made of wood. Leo said, oh, they want my bugs. Barnaby said, your bugs. And he said, yeah, my bugs. He held up his wooden hand. And in between all the joints in the palm squirmed out these little tiny bugs. They looked like ladybugs. But they were yellow and pink. Barnaby went, whoa! <laughs> 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 and Astro said, whoa, you're crawling with bugs. And he says, yeah, they're my lickabugs. bugs True said, what are licka bugs They lick my wooden skin. They keep it moist so it doesn't crack. And so it's flexible. They let me move about. And stay healthy and strong. Without my lick-a-bugs, I can't live. The clippers like to eat the lick-a-bugs, So they cut the strings and they poke the wooden bodies and try to get all the lick-a-bugs out to eat. True said, Oh, wow. Well, we'll try not to let that happen. Astro, how can we get Leo through the canyon? Astro said, The first thing we need to do is get a look at these clippers and see exactly what they're all about. Leo said I'm scared but I'll do as you say. They all went to the canyon. It was tall and narrow. It was like walking through a very narrow path about the width of a street but the canyon walls went up high and the canyon walls were filled with holes. Leo took a step forward and as he did all these little yellow eyes started looking out of the caves. There were hundreds of Leo said, There they are. They're waiting for me. They won't come out of the canyon, but if I go in, they'll get me. Astro said, I think we can help. True, do you have any wishes that can help us? True said, Yes, yes I do. I have a shield wish. We can put a shield around Leo. A shield that goes way high up and covers most of his strings. Leo said, That's great, but what if they get through your shield? Barnaby said, don't you worry. I'm a ninja cat. I can fight him off. Astra said, I can use my magic rainbow shot to get him as well. True, you take care in protecting Leo. We'll take care of protecting his topmost strings. Okay, here we go. True summoned her wish. The name of the wish was... What should the name of the wish be?
0: Leo 2. Leo 2? Yeah.
1: <laughs> the name of the shield wish was also Leo. The wish went right up to Leo's face and gave him a big smile and then turned into an invisible shield and then went and surrounded him with magic rainbow shield power. Leo said, wow, this is amazing. Astro said, it's really neat. Yes, but we need to go because it won't last too long. He said, okay, here we go. They went into the canyon. They were about halfway through. All these eyes were looking at them. Then all of a sudden, on a dead tree in the center of the canyon stood one clipper. He had a long saw-like nose with jaggy points and he had big feet.
0: <laughs> I did Then
1: You did too. And The feet were holding mm. tight onto the branch. He was looking at Leo and licking his lips saying, I'm so hungry for it. the bugs I want. The bugs. All of a sudden, to the ledge of each cave came a clipper by the hundreds. They all stood surrounding the four friends. They all chanted the same thing. We want the bugs. Give us the bugs. We want the bugs. Barnaby said, you can't have the bugs. You can't touch our friend. Now you go back in your houses and you stay there till we leave. All the clippers just didn't say anything. It was completely silent, and then one by one they started to laugh. Ha 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 The laughs echoed through the canyon, making the hundreds of clippers seem like thousands of clippers. It sounded as if a murder of crows were cackling. Then all of a sudden, without warning, every clipper jumped into the air and started to flap their featherless wings. As they dived bomb for Leo. Every time a clipper came towards Leo, the shield would deflect them. They couldn't get to Leo, but there was a problem. Each time they hit his shield, his shield would get weaker and started to get more fragile. And soon they would get through. Astro said, Leo, you need to run. Run. Barnaby was doing his ninja cat moves, kicking birds in the face. The Clippers were falling to the ground, confused and dazed. Astra was using her magic rainbow powers, blasting buzzards out of the sky. True was doing her best to keep the shield around Leo, but she tripped and fell and hurt her knee and it started to bleed a little bit. She went, she but she half couldn't stop. She kept going. Leo said, we're almost through, but there was a problem. The shield was almost gone still lots of clippers left. They could see the other side of the canyon. It was green grass, beautiful trees, and beautiful sunshine. They could even see strings going from over the hills up into the sky. They knew where they were close, but they weren't gonna make it. True said, I need to use my second wish. Bumbo, I choose you! Bumbo the wish came out, and he was a special punching wish. Bumbo went up into the air, and just as the shield around Leo ended, and all of the clippers started to go for him, Bumbo started throwing punches so fast that he hit every single clipper, and the clippers couldn't get to Leo. His strings were protected. His special bugs were protected. They got him out of the canyon. True had a little cut on her leg, but she was happy she was able to help her friends. When they got out of the canyon, the Clippers stopped chasing them. They just stood there on their ledges and glared because they couldn't go to the other side of the canyon. Not like Leo and his friends because they live in the canyon and they can't leave it. Leo said, Oh, thank you guys so much. I never could have made it through that canyon without you. True's knee was bleeding, but she was happy she could help. Leo said, here, let me help you. Leo bent down to True, and he took a piece of the string he had on his arm, and he wrapped it around her wound. The wound immediately went, and got all better. And she said, ah, thank you, Leo. How did you do that? He said, strings are magic. Strings give us life. Just as he said that, two stringed characters came over the hill. They looked surprised. It was a man and a woman, and they said, Leo, Leo, is that you? Leo turned around and he said, Mom, Dad. They ran and they gave each other big hugs. Mommy and Daddy had gotten Leo back. They turned to the three friends who were watching from a distance, Astro, Barnaby, and True. They walked over to them and said, I don't know who you are, but thank you so much for helping our child get to us safely. We were not able to get back through the canyon with those clippers. Thank you for bringing him to us. They all smiled and said, you're welcome. Leo said, please come back and visit. We would love to see you again. Come visit us in this new home of ours. Astra said, we will. We always love making new friends. But we have to go back to our own home In your
0: next story, they came back to Leo's house.
1: Okay, well that's for next time.
0: Okay. I'll remember that and I'll tell that
1: to that. Tell that to you so you know, and you'll tell it right? Okay. Astro said, We need to get home now. It's late for us. Barnaby said, But we have a problem. Last time we made a portal it was a strange blue portal that brought us here. How are we going to make a yellow portal to take us back? True said, I have one wish left. And luckily it's a portal wish. She called the portal wish and said, Portal Wish, we need you to make a yellow portal to take us home. The yellow portal wish made a yellow portal. It spun with its golden yellow magic. All three looked at their new friend, Leo, and said, Bye, Leo. Leo said, Goodbye, and thanks again. All three friends jumped into the portal. Leo and his parents waved them as they went by, as they went into the portal and said goodbye. And it was over. It had been a good day astro and true and barnaby had made a brand new friend and they had helped him too the end
0: hi i'm ryan mcadam and you're listening to the bedtime story podcast i love you now go to sleep these are bedtime stories i tell my kids usually made up on the fly so yeah they can be structurally kind of rough The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. To be fair, Astro is not always in the stories. Many of these adventures feature just my kids' favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment, but Astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast. I record these stories on my phone in my kids' room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories and sometimes it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up with my five-year-old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.